Hello and welcome to a podcast we did on the radio. Oh, I'm rushing because I've got to get to the to Leak for a gig. Is that a place? I think I'm gigging in Leak or with a Leak or I'm having a Leak. It's very confusing. I really should make better notes in my diary. But meanwhile, I did a radio show and it sounded an awful lot like this. Welcome along to the show and it's a Friday, so how badly could I do? You know what I mean? You've got that weekend vibe going on for you. And I think it should be a good show. For example, we'll be talking about aliens and what they look like. Keep an eye out, because an expert says they might look like humans, and therefore if you see anyone who looks like a human, you've probably seen an alien. Probably, that's what I'm saying. Tomatoes, bad news if you enjoy tomatoes, but you should be used to that by now. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on some shortages. Um, and time travel, a show that's got aliens and time traveling. Not often do we do the same, both of those, but yeah, yeah. It's like a sci-fi treat over here. Alien news in the news. No one should be surprised that we've managed to track this down. So an expert says that aliens may look similar to humans and even have the same needs and desires. This is according to, I'm guessing, someone who's turned up pretending to be an alien. I still have your Earth needs. Honestly, wouldn't trust him on that dating app as far as I could throw him. Uh, University of Oxford study indicates that life would be potentially shaped by the same processes that created humans like natural selection, and therefore E.T. may look like us. What a letdown. Get some aliens like, oh, it's just another bloke. Yeah. I'm less worried about aliens looking like us. I'm more worried because you know that um, radio waves are electromagnetic radiation, photons, and they travel off at the speed of light, and they never stop unless they're absorbed by something, and if not, they just carry on at the speed of light. So there's nothing to stop aliens listening to what we broadcast on FM. They could crack that code and... Then what happens if they reply? Well, if they pick 107.5 megahertz, it's all right for you, but I'd be sat here talking when all of a some static broadcasts. Earthlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcast to learn about your species. Your Matt Hancock claims that his WhatsApp messages were doctored. And if ever there's a man who doesn't do well with doctors, it's him. Norman Collier it's not working then come then it comes back to me so let's let's hope that never happens because that would be really annoying if it did shortage of the day previously we found out that we don't get vegetables things haven't been great if you enjoy your vegetables uh, we should start doing a feature where we check in on vegans are you doing all right how are you alive pretty crisps is it mainly crisps oh well you'll get through it but if you like tomatoes, uh, Trees Coffee said have a turnip instead. As I think I pointed out at the time, I tried it. Uh, Bloody Mary tasted horrible. However, foragers have been told not to pick tomatoes. Because, uh, you know, foragers, you know what they're like. They go out there and they just pick things that are growing naturally. And they go, oh, I'll have some of those. And it's all very well doing it with mushrooms. They could be deadly, not or not. Apparently, they know the expert things. But if you go out and you buy, you pick tomatoes, it's quite likely that they've been grown in sewage. And these have been areas where you've got effluents pumping all over the place. Experts say that the seeds were too small to be filtered out of the poop. So people get a tomato, they eat the tomato, and then, let's not go into graphic details, but somehow that seed joins in with the rest of the gang gets pumped out of a pipe and wow i mean people pay extra for coffee that's been through a cat in that way but still you wouldn't want to so there's that also while we're doing shortage of the day the latest one apparently we're, we're running out of onions but uh, 
I'm not going to cry about it. Well, I can't because of the... Well, yeah. This show tends to talk an awful lot about aliens. We notice, we know that we do that. And then every so often we do time travel. Normally we get a message from me from the future. But this one is a serious one. A real-life back-to-the-future doctor reckons he's cracked time travel. This is in the newspaper, the actual newspaper. Professor Ronald Mallet. I'm trying to work out if that's a comedy name. Ron Hammett? No, no believes that he can twist the fabric of space-time using lasers to make a loop that it will allow people to travel backwards in time. Because obviously going forwards in time is very easy, as long as you only do it at one second per second. Or if you travel, the nearer to the speed of light you go, the slower time travels passes for you in comparison to time dilation due to relativity. Right? We all know that. The astrophysicist spent half a century perfecting his theory, but at 77, he's still not started building it. Well, you're going to run out of time. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? He reckons that he, he might not have long enough to complete it, but at some point... Well, here's the thing, though. If at some point in the future time travel is possible, why won't you send someone back from the future to tell you how to do it so you could have invented it already? Dr. Mallet, if that is your name. Which year would you go back to? Presuming this is just backwards-based time travel, what year would you go back to? I, d I, I think like 2005, I can't remember what happened, but I know I was doing all right. I had more hair, less weight. 2005, I think, was it. It's all been downhill for me since then. But then again, back into, um, I used to have a t-shirt when I was growing up that said, I'm going to party like it's 1999, you know, print styly. Because we thought 1999 was ridiculously futuristic. And now if you quote that year, young people are like, oh, I wasn't even born then, so what are you on about? Yeah. Gary Lineker is in the news, but not for the reasons you'd think, either crisp or football related. He's in the news because he said he will never have a facelift. Alright, never presumed you were going to do, but thanks for clearing that up. Because he said he tried Botox. Wow, the match of the day pre uh, presenter, 62, fair play. He's looking younger than me, and I am not 62. He spoke on a podcast saying, I don't mind a bit of pampering and massages. Well, you know, who doesn't? Um, I quite like a facial or a head massage. I love a head massage. All right, well, stop dropping hints. You're in the middle of a podcast. Be professional, Lineker. That is your name. But when asked about a facelift, he said, oh, no. He said, I did Botox once, years ago, and it just looked ridiculous. I couldn't raise my eyebrow on telly. And I thought, that's interesting, isn't it? But there are many reasons to not get Botox. But I've been on telly a bit. It's not like I'm famous. Even I don't know who I am sometimes. But you don't do a lot of eyebrow work on telly. It's not like... You're not Roger Moore. If he'd have had Botox, he never would have acted again. But... Oh, Gary Lineker was on Match of the Day. Did he raise an eyebrow quizzically when someone spoke about formation? No, I'm not going to watch them. Your eyebrows aren't doing most of it, mate. Don't worry about it. Red wine is good for you. It's another one of those news stories, everyone. Every so often, there's a news story that says, all alcohol is bad for you. And then you give it a week, there's another news story, red wine's good for you. And you think, oh, I'll have some. And the next week, oh, I don't have any alcohol. Wake your mind up. This week, we're currently in a red wine is good for you. So if you'd raise your glasses, now's the time. Red wine is good for you as long as you drink thousands of different varieties, according to epidemiologist Tim Spector. There are polyphenols in it. You get them from different types all over the world. And that's why you should drink wines from different regions. That's, and this is the actual science. And he also says, like, don't drink too much of each. No one's listening to the details, are they? Red wine's good for you. All right, I'll have one in. Pass me the bottle. My, uh, my other half was saying she was trying to drink less recently. And she honestly was stood in the kitchen and she said, I think I'm doing really well. 
you know, at the end of the day, I've realized I don't need to open a bottle of wine. I was like, yeah, well done. Well done, you. And she said, I can just open a can. Oh, well, as long as you're getting through many cans, well, just more recycling for me. Don't worry about it. Um, but there we go. The news is red wine is good for you. You could be up there with the health icons like celebrity chef Keith Floyd, Oliver Reed. You know, all of these people that you know loved wine. And wow, weren't they just the healthy types? So Donna says, uh, I'd go back to 2020 because all that time off that I had. Don't go there for that. No, it's a horrible time. Uh, Jay sends me a tweet. Uh, I go back to 1999. Imagine living through that year, but knowing that the Y2K bug wasn't a problem. Were you worried at the time? You think, because we were threatened with the airplanes falling out the sky, but it actually it was more like your VHS might not work. But it turns out it did. I've got a message from Steve, but it's not me. It's a different Steve, who says 1977 on the year that he wants to go back to um, because of the summer. Sorry, 1976, the year he wanted to go back to. And I thought, oh, it was famously warm, wasn't it? But he makes a really good point. He says, I'd go back there because the summer was mild in comparison to what we had last year, so I could cool off. Well, that puts that in its place, doesn't it? Oh, that's your podcast done, is what it is. So anyway, while I've got you here, um, if you could subscribe to this, wherever you found it, that would be Bonza. And then send me a tweet, because I quite like getting those as well. Um, I'm absolutely fishing for compliments recently because I did the corporate this week where I wore a tuxedo. And so I was posting pictures on, on Instagram and Twitter of that just so that people said, oh, nice. In fact, there was a lady, I won't read out the, the details because she works on another radio station. But um, there's a lady who works on another radio station who said, oh, you actually scrub up quite nice. And I thought it's the tone of surprise that's the insult there, isn't it? You know what I mean? Anyway, so tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. At Mr. Stephen Allen is also the username, if ats are appropriate, for Instagram and on TikTok and all of that lark. And until next time, bye.